Today on the Italian Radio Show, we recap the best of 2020, including a live interview with Sylvester Stallone and a special New Year's drink from Tito's. All this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. This is great. This is our final broadcast Thank God of 2020. God knows we don't need any more 2020 than we've already had given to us, right? My name is Tony Lestella. I'm your host, of course, here for West Coast Italian Radio. Now, I got none other than joining me today is my co-host, the one and only Asunda Napoleone. Hey, hey Asunda. hello. Hi, everyone. So we're going to talk all about, uh, you know, yeah. 2020 this year and oh stuff. Uh, well, first, we're going to tell you, you're listening to us live on KKNW 1150 AM out of the greater Puget Sound area, or you can hear us anywhere in the world. You can stream us by going to our website, WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. Stream us there, and uh, you can also hear all of our past broadcasts the last five, six years there in our archives Today, after the show is over, this show will go up in the archives. You can share it with all of your friends, all your family for the rest of the week. Uh, we have Erica on the board for us there, who uh, is always uh, doing a great job engineering our show. Okay. Oh, by the way, if you want to call us today, our number is 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. You can be a part of our show live what do you think? Here we are, you know. Oh, my gosh. Um, buckle up. Buckle up. Yeah, instead of doing, we normally do, we'll pay to the Italian in the Northwest at this point, our Italian news. But uh, there's been just a lot of stuff happened this last year here uh, that has been very interesting for people. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think, though, Tony, that, okay, I'm talking from the Italian point of view, right? I, I am in touch with all my family in Italy. They're all there. And although, you know, we know what happened 2020 and uh, the virus has been a big, huge worldwide problem, concerned and all of that. Do you think uh, it's been a huge concern of the Italian people aside from what the media is saying? Well, see, that's the whole thing. I mean, the media tells us one story, but of course, no one trusts the media because the media yeah. exaggerates things so much. The media has their own agenda. I so I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, so you're from Ischia, which is in kind of its southern yeah. west Italy, right? Yeah. It's right outside Naples, right next to Capri. So how, so how has the virus been down there? Uh, you know, like I was talking to my mom a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, our neighbors all had, had uh, COVID, but they're all okay. So everything is fine. So yeah, I yeah. don't know. I think the media is kind of exaggerating things, but I think, honestly, that this year, and it's been more around the end of the year, was shook Italy the most, and remember, we're soccer fans over there, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What shook Italy the most was the the dead, the the end of Marandola. Do you know the, the guy, you know? The, uh, no, no, no. The Italian soccer play that was player that was... Um, Argentinian, he played for the Argentinian uh, soccer team for this, I think Spain ah. and and Italy. 
And in Italy, he was, oh, my God, he's a god. He's right next to Pele. Wow, wow. He's, he scored 37 goals in one year. 37. Jeez, wow. And in one of the goals from uh, Germany, he was playing against Germany. I'm not sure, but I think it was Italy. And uh, in one of the goals he, sh- he, he scored, he... Uh, he touched the ball with his hand, and of course, it was not a goal. Right, But right. he called that the hand of God. <laughs> <laughs> but but let's, let's change our gear here for one second. Let's talk about, I you know, there's so much uh, melancholy and morose things to be spoken about 2020. Uh-huh. So let's look back. Let's try to find, you know, because of what we do here with the Italian radio show, we try to keep a positive attitude towards things. Let's talk about some positive things. Let's see if we can find some positive things to leave people with about 2020, okay? Yeah. yeah so yeah. what about you? Is there something about... So two- more on a personal level, I think that for me, uh, well, you know, I come from Italy, as I said, and we do not require as much as the U.S. Um, culture requires. And with, uh, with the virus, I have been taken back to to my country, to how little I need to survive, how, how much people, even though how much family, I'm sorry, how much family is important because all through this, even though I only have my son here in the U.S., I feel like I have been able to connect with them more because, you know, we were out of work for at least three months. So it was... Uh, all the the time that we spent together and uh, the the how the life quieted down more how I was able I baked so much bread it wasn't funny <laughs> thank goodness you know I'm I'm still a little but no um, you look great you look good yeah, yeah. <laughs> should be should be able to, everybody should be so lucky to bake bread and and look like you you know there you go. But yeah, that's what I mean. I've been able to to be at home more, to take care of things of what is important of my soul versus going out and you know run, 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 run the rat race. That was taken away from us, and in the, for good reasons. I feel that I've gained so much more this year. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, and even if I called people, we have more time to talk instead of saying, I have to hang up, I have to go to work tomorrow. It's kind of like when, when we had dinner a little while ago, we were talking about this, uh, and you were saying, you know, one of the things this year is we've had to kind of slow down. Yeah. We've had to kind of get back to taking pleasure in some of the simplicities of life. All right, folks, we're going to be right back after this short message with our food and beverage segment, my favorite part of the show, with some very, very special holiday cocktails from Tito's Vodka. Don't go away. We'll be right back with a lot more of West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. A salute. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my 
my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey folks, this is Tony Lestola. I'm back again with my good friend Scott Fitzpatrick with West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you another great Tito's Vodka Cocktail. Now this one, of course, I got the special hat on. I'm going to be Frank Sinatra for New Year's Eve, so this is going to be a, a New Year's Eve special cocktail that we'll do with our show, right? Now let's talk about Tito's. Why, do, why Tito's Vodka, okay? Tito's Handmade Vodka, of course, out of Austin, Texas, is one of the only vodkas, maybe the only one in the world that I know that's made with corn. I mean, your vodka's made with potatoes and other things, but this one's made with corn, and it's copper pot distilled. And interestingly, they say that, you know, uh, vodka is supposed to be flavorless, but I find that Tito's Vodka has a very unique flavor that really adds to what we're doing with these martinis. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The, uh, the other thing, and my favorite part about this, however, is that it's zero carbs and zero calories. So it's like, it's my type of a drink. You know what I'm saying? And very smooth. All right, so let's talk about the ingredients we're going to use today. First of all, I got some great uh, raspberry liqueur here. This is from... The Woodby Island Distillery. It's a really, really great raspberry liqueur in the area here. So we're going to use part of that in our drink. Uh, and then what else are we going to put with our Tito's Vodka today? Well, first of all, the Tito's. Yes, yes. Number one. And then Bicharine de John Duiotto. All right. Is, which is an Italian chocolate liqueur. comes from Turin, Italy, from the Vincenzi Family Distillery. It's a fourth-generation secret recipe. It's the world's best chocolate liqueur. Absolutely. I agree with you, man. That stuff's great on ice cream and everything else. So I'm looking forward to trying it on our cocktail today. So we got a brand-new cocktail that we, uh, we made up for this occasion, that we created, that we encourage all of you to do at home. Make sure you get your Tito's Vodka. Make sure that you get your Bicharine, the Gianduiatti. The John Yoto, there we go, got it right. And uh, your, uh, you know, we of course we use the raspberry liqueur because we like that. Uh, we call this our Buon Amo Martini, which is basically your Happy New Year Martini. All right, Scott, let's see how we make this. First of all, we start with a cocktail shaker with ice, and again, this is easy as one, two, three. Is we have three simple items to add. First of all, is a shot of the. Tito's Vodka, the base of the whole thing, actually two shots. A shot of the chocolate liqueur, the Bicharine, fourth generation family made distillery, and then the raspberry liqueur. And now we're going to shake, 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 and come up with a wonderful cocktail. Always best to use the chilled glass first. And taste. All right, well, Scott, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. So it has some of my favorite ingredients. Ah, salute. Here we go. Salute. 
Oh my God, that is delicious. That's like the perfect dessert. I mean, you could drink it just like this. You could pour it over ice cream, and you could have, like, Absolutely. you know, a Sunday with a buzz, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, remember, Tito's Vodka does so much for different charities across the country. I think here in Washington State alone, they, uh, they do over 900 charities, if I'm not mistaken. I know one of the things on, on, on all of their bottles, they have this, uh, this kind of slip on that goes over the top. And it says on here, vodka for dog people. So I know they do a lot of things that help uh, different dog and animal-related charities, but not just that. They do some great stuff with us every year with La Stella Foundation. We do a lot of things for veterans, for children, uh, and just, you know, they're, they're always there. They really support uh, the local worthy causes across the country and in our state here. So here's wishing you all a Happy New Year. Buon anno from West Coast Italian Radio and Tito's Vodka. A salud! All right, folks, and that's our food and beverage segment of the week brought to you, of course, by Tito's Vodka. In fact, we have something really special here uh, since this is our New Year's Eve show, our last broadcast of the year. And Tito's is such a great sponsor of West Coast Italian Radio. Okay, they have given us three wonderful Tito's gift bags. I have one here in my hand right now. Um, and this has some great stuff in it. It has, uh, it has scarves. It has hats. It has different Tito's cups and all kinds of wonderful little Tito's gift things. I got three Tito's gift bags. We're going to give these away this week to three lucky listeners. All you got to do is go to our Facebook page for West Coast Italian Radio. Go to our Facebook page for West Coast Italian Radio. We're going to post a question there about 2020, okay? And uh, everybody who answers the question correctly... Their name's going to go into a drawing, and we're going to pick three lucky winners, okay? And we're going to announce those three winners on next week's show, and those three winners are going to get one of these wonderful Tito's holiday gift bags. All right, folks, don't go away, because coming right up next, uh, we're bringing back our number one most popular interview of 2020. Yes, our October interview with Sylvester Stallone, that's coming right up after this quick word from our sponsors here on West Coast Italian Radio. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. 
Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back with West Coast Italian Radio, continuing our recap of the very best of 2020. Uh, here is probably our very best guest that we had in 2020, and at least in regards of popularity. We've had many great guests in 2020, but this was probably the most popular guest uh, that we had all year round. Here's our live interview from October's broadcast of West Coast Italian Radio with Sylvester Stallone. So when you were young, what movie or TV show did you like to watch? Vividly, I was always into uh, true escapism as opposed to realism. Not that many Westerns. So, believe it or not, around 10 years old, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, that blew my mind. Because that was the time where they were, you know, using animated, the monsters, the hurt, this and that. And I like the story, which is basically kind of like Ulysses. You know, it's that sort of thing. But instead, it's Sinbad. So that got me then. Uh, I started to go to things that were a little bit more uh, fantasy-oriented. Not so much it's based in realism. There was a movie called, <laughs> probably the only guy remembers, yeah, Rudy's Bump, about a kid who wakes up with a, a bump on his arm, and he's now Babe Ruth. You know, and he was like a nerd. And so those kinds of escape business. And then finally, I'm, uh, Kirk Douglas, that's when I started getting into the Vikings and Spartacus, Magnificent Seven. They're, these are the ones that set the tone. So it was always about hero, heroism. As you got older, was there a particular movie or TV series that inspired you, made you think like, hey, I want to do that? Believe it or not, it was uh, <laughs> Lion in Winter and Lions of Arabia. I'm going, this is serious stuff here. And these guys are... 28 years old, 26, you know, Peter O'Toole. And then when I saw Lion of Winter, which today is still my favorite talking head acting movie. It's just everyone in it is amazing. And yet he's only 31 years old and he's playing the husband of Catherine Hepburn. And you believe it. I mean, he looked 55, yet he's a young man. But that power, I said, I don't know if I have that. I, I don't. Because I had... Um, uh, a certain, well, maybe that'll be another question, but there were certain physical attributes that I didn't have that you need to have to play that kind of character. I look kind of villainous. <laughs> I'm, I'm not king material. <laughs> I'm the assassin. <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 those, the David Lean films really put it in perspective about that's where I wanted to go, but I didn't know I could go there ability wise. So what gave you the confidence then, like, you know, to 
to take the shot, to go for it? That, that's a very interesting question because there was no support. None. Um, first time I went into an acting class, and which is almost simultaneously when I went for an audition for like an extra. And I went in for like one word, not even a line, like, hey. And he goes, what's wrong with your voice? I go, he goes, you have a speech impediment. I go, why don't you tell me something I don't know? I slur. That's the way it is. Because my mouth, the nerves were killed there at, uh, at an accident at birth with forceps. So the crooked mouth, the slur, that's, <laughs> that somehow has to work. And, and it wasn't. So I was always being called out for slurring or we can't hear you. I said, I'm doing, it sounds great inside <laughs> before I say it. It sounds like Shakespeare. But no, when it came out and then when I started hearing myself on recordings. So the point was, I realized I had some problems. There was no, none, no encouragement on any level. You know, you, it's, that's what I think separates a lot of uh, performers or artists, it's just they don't have a choice. You know what I mean? It's, something's pulling you along. You you don't belong to the world of reality. That's why I think so many actors, sorry guys, are incredibly immature. But that's good for our business. In other words, their personalities have not been locked in. They're very malleable. They're, they're molding. And that's why they feel more comfortable quite often playing someone else because they can bend into that as opposed to themselves, which they usually feel uncomfortable with. So that's where I was. So we all heard the, the, uh, the urban legends of, you know, how Rocky got started and, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the way it all came together. But what's the real story? Rocky was never intended. It was almost a, a byproduct of more important films. In other words, it was being basically made for the second screening at a drive-in movie. It was not meant to be for actual consumption. And But going back before that, I realized that as an actor, just an actor, my, my days were numbered. You know, it's just because I had, I was just too, such a type that there's no way that that type would ever get to show what he can do. So that was one of the motivating factors that taking this tough guy persona, because I was always cast as the bully, as this, as that, as mugging Jack Lemon, getting beat up by David Carradine. And, you know, that, that, that seemed to be my fate. So I said, why don't I try to create a character that on the outside looks intimidating, but that's a shell, like a lobster. Inside, he's, he's a good guy and, and quite tender. So that was the motivating factor. The fact that uh, the screenplay came out, it was very odd. I never thought anyone would like it. They did like it, but they didn't like me. I just knew that, you know, you know, the train is coming. There's one train coming. It's like bad day at Black Rock. There's one train coming and one train out. And if you're not on it, you're never going to, that train's never coming again. I just thought this is that crossroad moment. I think in all of our lives, we have about four of them. And this was a career crossroad moment, not the marriage crossroad moment or having a child. This is it. And I thought, you know, I've kind of mastered the art of being broke. I got it. Poverty sort of, you know, agrees with me. I got it. Uh, but I knew this opportunity never come again. So I, I just took a gamble. I just literally put everything on 
one roll of the dice. Then when it went down, it was, it was always the ugly stepchild. I can't tell you how many times they just canceled it, dumped it. They had, they wanted to get rid of me in, in a kind of a polite way. So they put every kind of restriction, like if I said a curse word, if I did this, if I was immoral, if I did anything that they could replace me after the first week. But luckily the dailies came in. It was the first scene when we were doing it on the dock when you realize that Rocky's the worst loan shark collector ever. <laughs> he has a heart and, and they went, oh, maybe something's happening there. But then it gets to Oscar time and we know this is very political. This is very inside. There's a lot of things going on. The last person at that time, because also Rocky was considered very patriotic and every other film there was nihilistic. You know what I mean? Every other one I was going against President's Man, this and that, bound for glory it was kind of like dark. And I said, this is never going to happen. And then I remember Frank Sinatra was walking out of the screen. He goes, you got this in the bag, kid. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. But it's, he didn't even stop. He goes, yeah, you got this in the bag. As he's walking by. Like, good enough. Anyway, we went to the first screening at the Director's Guild. And there was not a sound. There was not a clap. There was nothing. And I went, shit, this is it. And I literally, I was the last person leaving the theaters, but eight. 500 people. I said, we're done. I was, I'm done. And as I was coming down the escalator, everyone was waiting at the bottom and it had, gave this rousing cheer. It's almost bad choreography. It's like astounding. They didn't give any reaction. Then I knew something was happening. Something was like the Bob Dylan song. Something's happening here, but you don't know quite what it is. And the rest is just America. I think the kind of tone and film switched a little bit. They started to go for optimism and let have the happier ending instead of like Rocky dies. Because when I wrote it originally, it was not so nice. It was like more realistic. I was being influenced by mean streets and things like that. And so it was, it was dark. As a matter of fact, he wasn't even a boxer. He was just a collector. He, uh, that came after. I said, maybe I should have him still in the fight game because visually. And then when it won the award, I think it gave validation to so many people out there that you don't have to be six foot four, you don't have to be a graduate of Stanford or a graduate of Yale acting school, that um, talent or ambition or just blind faith, you never know, you, you know, you never know. Does it happen a lot? No, but it does. And it happens in every facet of the world, in writing, in sports. I mean, you see things that you go, wow, that's a miracle. So, yes, miracles do exist. <laughs> Interestingly, then, so so Rocky not only changed your life, but, but you feel it was a great inspiration. And you're probably right. It, it was for, for many other people. I thought, good news is... We just went into science fiction. We just did something miracle. And when I said, this is for all the Rockies out there, it really cemented something with my career because that's where I feel most comfortable is, re is kind of playing that character that is not the best, the smartest, the fastest, the this, the strongest, but he's the most determined. And, and that's what I'm really trying to bring out in people is determination. So... The bad news is, it's like I peaked <laughs> with the first one. I go, how do you top this? 
I mean, you came out of nowhere. Literally, you were parking cars a year before, and now you're on stage in front of a billion people. You go, you do. <laughs> we just went beyond the ionosphere. We're now like <laughs> heading towards the black hole. I mean, how do you top that? And that's that was an issue because you can't top it because you know your first. You can only be a star once. You know what I mean? That first impact, that thing when you make it. It's like a mind blowing. John Travolta, you know, in Greece, you stand and Pacino's like boom, and that supernova never happens again. Yet we're all still trying to chase that, but it, it's never the same. It's the first time. So I have been in a dream state since 1976, <laughs> and I still am. I look around and I go, I I can't believe. That I have this life. I really, it's mind blowing. All right. So, so what would you say was the single biggest career obstacle you had to overcome? The biggest obstacle was um, we、well, had two. The personal obstacle is I, I talk to talk, but can I walk to walk? And, you know, do you have that certain thing? I think some people are just born with the, with、um, an aura. And it makes a star like you see Arnold. Go, how can Arnold be a star? He's a bodybuilder. He's just that. Doesn't matter. There's actors and there's stars. There's two different things. And no one. I, I felt. I, I felt I could pull it off because I've always been、uh, singled out as either odd or not fitting in. I was never、um, these big time social bird. I was kind of like self insulated, but. I'd be very funny. I'd be outgoing. In other words, when I had to turn it on, I turn it on. But then I would turn it off. So I didn't waste my time like socializing. I, I was very, very focused. And so I knew. I felt I could do it. I really did. Now the studio, no, absolutely not. They were told to watch Lords of Flatbush. Well, the the star in Lords of Flatbush is this big, six foot one, blonde, blue eyed Perry King. Model Hanson, great guy, and he goes, well, he's the star of Lords of Flatbush. So they go and see Perry King. Okay, perfect. Thinking that's Sylvester Stallone. So I get a greenlit because of mistaken identity. Then when they realize, no, I'm the Goomba in the back, the thug with the crooked mouth, they went batshit. They went, oh my god. So it took. The producers and a few other people to say, "Look, look, this not, let's just go for it and give a lot of credit to Mike Menavoy because、uh, he really ran the ship back there. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's he did, and you had to get through Mike, you know. And you know, Mike's feisty. He's smart. He's this and that. And he would like, I don't know if you got.、It. I said, you know, Mike. The one thing about you, you got to learn to be a little bit more subtle, man. He goes, no. We care about our asses too. We're watching the studio. We don't give shit. <laughs> If you bomb, it's on us. So we got a.、Uh, believe it or not, actually, I've never told this story. I said, "Look, I have confidence in this movie. This is studio."、Here. And I and he go, "I'll bet you, your Mercedes. This movie makes a hundred million dollars." He goes, "You're new to this game, right? If this movie does two, we'll we'll fire off rockets." We don't even think it's going to get released. I said, I guarantee you, 
If this movie makes a hundred million dollars, I want your Mercedes 450 anthracite green, anthracite gray with the wire wheels. And he got to shape his bet because no one ever makes a hundred million. Back then when the tickets were a dollar sixty, when I crossed a hundred million, which I didn't see, I was so naive, so stupid about the business. I thought, oh yeah, no hundred million back then. I mean, if you did seven, Hello. Anyway, he gave me the car. I never said that. Mike Manavoy gave me his 450. That's a great story. All right, so one last question. You know, with all the movie studios in the theaters that are now closed, unfortunately due to COVID-19, um, you know, what do you see is going to happen now in the industry? I mean, what's the future of the industry? Is there anything you yourself are personally working on? Well, I've been writing a lot, and actually, I, I finally just finished. Here's a scoop, Poe. Finally, after 51 years, <laughs> and I don't know if it's any good, but it's done. And there's another one I wrote called um, uh, Levon's Trade, which is done. And so I've been feeling catch up with writing because I'll tell you, Mike. Writing is like having your spleen removed through your nose, being pulled by a tractor. It is not fun at all. And the um, second thing is, I've just been um, thinking about the business, like you just mentioned. It's impossible that it fails. It'll probably come back bigger than ever. Because people, you don't know what you got till you lose it. See what I mean? Like, like in love. Oh my God. Wow. So there is a an, an insatiable appetite by the public. They need it. They need entertainment. They always have. Now they realize how much they missed it. And they're going to be beating those theaters doors now. And they're going to be, you know, it may take a little bit, but it's going to be more fantastic than ever. I think every actor has got a wake up call. Every writer, every producer goes, shit. What if it never came back? We are so lucky to get this second chance. So everyone's gonna up their game. Everyone's gonna up their game, no question about it, because we we faced oblivion. We faced oblivion. I mean, literally, we're like, oh my God, we're locked in our house and you have, you don't have any, even though, thank God for streaming, but still there's something like getting outdoors, seeing the billboards, the whole pageantry of it. It's just part of the creative process dating back to ancient Greece. And there you have it, folks. That was probably our most popular guest of 2020. From October, our live interview with Sylvester Stallone. We'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors with some more West Coast Italian radio. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. 
Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad. Thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Coast, Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And we are back with uh, West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. And again, this is Tony Lestal, your host, with lovely Asunta Napoleone, my co-host today. And you know, Asunta, since uh, this is our last show of the year before New Year's, uh-huh. We should talk, uh, tell some of our guests some of the important things that they need to know for, for New Year's, okay? Okay. Uh, we, we need to do our Italian phrases. Okay. So, um, I mean, first of all, when you say Happy New how do you say Happy New Year? Uh, buon anno. Buon anno. So, buon anno, uh, that's pretty straightforward. See, uh, everybody knows that. Buon okay. anno nuovo, Happy New Year. Buon anno is more like a Happy Year. All right, all right. Yeah. So, um New Year's Eve. How do you say New Year's Eve? Buona, buona vigilia dell'anno de nuovo. Oh, okay. Because okay. so, uh, I, I, I hear it's l'ultimo dell'anno. Yeah, I see, l'ultimo dell'anno, the end of the year. But it's uh, la vigilia dell'anno. It's the night before the New Year, I guess. All right. Yeah. And then uh, New Year's Day is Capodanno, right? Capodanno. Capodanno, si, okay. Si. Um, so... Now, what is this whole thing about San Silvestro, San La Notte di San Silvestro, si. which is December 31st? What uh, is this whole thing? Uh, well, it's the night of the San Silvestro. You know, it's uh, it's a night before before the first of the year. That's all. You know how Catholics are always. So this. Uh, uh, so, so who was this San Silvestro? I mean, like, like you know what. What it was about him that like made him, uh, the, you the know, the end of the year saint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, right, I have see. no idea. We got che- okay, we, we got to check this out. Okay, so first <laughs> of all, there is a basilica of yeah. Saint Sylvester the First, uh, which is a Roman Catholic basilica somewhere. Where is it? It's a church in Rome. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, every year, and as you know, every day of the of the year is named after a saint. Exactly, you know. And I was told, okay, so if there is, there's more than 365 saints, right? So what? How about the the other ones? They fall under All Saints Days. All right, that's so what I was told. 1231. But, Why is this okay. this date? Look, I'm just trying to figure out this year. Uh, it was okay. Well, so Saint Sylvester, why is he so big on the 31st? I'm not finding anything here on the internet about this. So, uh, all right, well, we'll have to come back to this. Just the the poor dude happened (laughs) happened to to die on that day, maybe. Usually that's what he said. Or maybe usually he, he performed a miracle that day. So that's how... He got to be canonized and, uh, you know, become saint of that day. Well, let's talk about La Belfana, okay? Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, because no. <laughs> okay. So when we, you when you were at my house, when you were at my we had dinner, we we're talking about the fact that my wife was saying she wants to eat the Christmas tree down on New Year's, uh, you know, New 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 Year's weekend. But I'm yeah. saying, hey, being Italian, being Catholic, we normally keep the tree up till Epiphany, yeah. which is about the sixth of uh, the you sixth know, of because you know we, that's the the Christmas feast doesn't end till Epiphany. The three wise men come, okay. right? Okay, so there's a little uh, we call it filastrocca, which is a little. Something that as kids used to say, la befana viene di notte con le scarpe tutte rotte, con la veste ricamata, viene viene la befana. All right, so what's that? Uh, it's the thing, uh, the befana comes at night with his, his, uh, her dress all torn, you know, hooray for befana. Anyway, uh, so la befana, there's got a couple of stories, but befana was an Italian witch that uh, he, she found out that there was Jesus being born somewhere. And she set out to find him with, uh, she was going to bring him toys. So she had a sack full of toys, but she traveled all over and she couldn't find him. Finally, she gave up. She was, you know, mad, upset, angry. And so she was sitting on a corner, just crying. I couldn't find Jesus for her. So she couldn't bring those toys. And uh, she opened her sack and uh, Jesus seeing how, her, how beautiful of a soul she was. Um, her sack never was empty, and she was able to give toys to all the children in Italy. Um, so that is the story of the Befana. She turned out to be a good witch, and uh, uh, but kind of like you, a good witch. A good witch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't tempt me. I can be versatile. I never want to be on your bad side. I never want to be on your bad side. You know. <laughs> All right, so, so let's talk about a couple of the things that, you know, are still happening this year. Interestingly enough, uh, there are some virtual Italian events that are going on, you know, here in our area, in our community. We still have Winterfest going on till the end of the, which is the story of La Befana, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is running the whole month of December. It was produced by Festa Italiana, okay? Uh, they did it with Seattle Center. It was part of the Winterfest at Seattle Center, but then because of the lockdown and everything with COVID, it wanted to be, that was the entire Winterfest was the uh, Italian La Bafana there. So folks, you can go on. You can see this on the Seattle Center channel. And anything has to do with Winterfest, you're going to see this or go right to the uh, Festa Italiana website at festaseattle.com. They have the whole thing they filmed. It's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, live filming that they did with live actors features the Carol Toshendi uh, delle Stelle with th- some of your favorite Festi Italiana entertainers singing it. Uh, it's going to be available till the end of the month. And then, you know, we have a very special thing that we're doing. I heard the radio show, La Stella Foundation, and Montalcino's Italian restaurant is doing a Frank Sinatra dinner show, a Frank, well, a Frank Sinatra show because it's available all over the world. It's called as um, New Year's with Frank. New Year's with Frank. It nice. airs on uh, Thursday, December 31st, okay? And it's going to be available for throughout the weekend from the December 31st until the uh, 3rd of June. You can buy the show. You have four days to watch it. Uh, my daughter and I are singing a whole tribute to all the great music of Frank Snod. We sing all of his hit songs. Um, we've got a, you know, the band, the Goombas, uh, our, our pianist, Pat Ozzarella, does a great job arranging and playing for us. 
Um, and if you're, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to live close to uh, Montalcino's, you know, close to Issaquah, Washington, Montalcino's going to do 50 special, special dinner show, um, you know, um, orders that night. Hmm. They have a special menu. The first 50 people you know, who order there can get part of that dinner show menu. They come to the restaurant, pick it up, go home, watch the show. Uh, you can watch it whenever you want it from your from your computer, your your uh, your mobile device, or your television set. Uh, and the best part about this, okay, the best part about this, this is a fundraiser. Hmm. This is a fundraiser we're doing to raise money to prevent veteran suicide. Oh, my. Okay? okay. Yeah. There's 22 veterans a day who take their lives. Mm-hmm. That's 22 too many. So this is something the proceeds, after we pay the bills for the production, the proceeds we raise are going to go to uh, the National Alliance to End Veteran Suicide. The, this broadcast is available all over the world. Mm. All over wow. the world. Wherever you are, you can tune in. You can't get the dinner show, of course, unless you're, you live uh, near Issaquah, Washington. But you can watch the broad. It's only 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. Watch with your whole family as many times as you want during that four-day window. Um, and all you got to remember is SinatraShows.com. Okay. SinatraShows.com. Right there, okay? And you go right there. So, um, you know, having said that, you know... Uh, I'm trying to think if there's something that we, you know, should leave our our listeners with. This, of course, is last show of 2020. Is there something you would like to say to people, you know, to kind of leave people uh, with a, a certain thought? Uh, well, I don't know. What's done, it's done. And um, look forward to better days. I don't know. I don't think the old days are bad. Just look at them in a positive way and... Uh, you go for it, and uh, buon anno. <laughs> well, you know, and I want to add to that, too, that, um, you know, that I think that, like we had talked about earlier in the show, um, it's all your perception. Yeah, there's been a lot of things that have been messed up about 2020, but there's also been some things that have come out of it that have caused a lot of people in their families and the relationships to come together Absolutely. to appreciate each other, appreciate appreciate the simple things yeah. in life. I appreciate you. Yeah. You're one of my dearest, dearest friends in the whole world. Right. I'm so glad you're here today. And, you know, Thank we just want to tell people to, you know, to keep looking at the silver Absolutely. lining. Absolutely. Whatever the black cloud is, look for that silver lining. Right? This is only a bump in the road, people. That's right. Just keep on. That's right. It's only a little bump. Rain, Bump in the radar screen of your life. Yeah. 2021, we wish everybody a happy new year, a great 2021. Yeah. We got a little thing we're going to end with today. This is from our New Year's show, our Frank Sinatra New Year's show that we're using to, uh, you know, to raise money for, uh, for veterans and stuff. A little song from that show that we'd like to play for you now. Leave you with this. What are you doing New Year's? This is Tony, uh, Tony Lestone, the Goombas, from Pat Azzarella on the piano. God bless you all. Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you <laughs> next week in 2021. Buon anno. Ciao, ciao. A salute. Salute.